Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next What up, Knicks fans, and what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. How you doing, Jay? Good day to you as well, Craig. Remember, everybody, wherever you listen to the show, remember to leave us a five-star rating and or positive review. Guys, our latest review from Austin Wooden. Easy five-star. Been here since the first episode. If you don't like this, you probably stan Elford. Wow. Which is appropriate because this show is all about Alfred versus Emmanuel. Guys, and please remember to subscribe to the one podcast that, as our great listener D. Ham says, You guys are the show that brings nothing but sunshine into my life and solves all of my problems. When I heard that, I, I, I cried. I fucking <laughs> cried. <laughs> Isn't that nice, Mary? Like an yeah, ugly cry nice. or just like a I'm really touched kind of cry? Just like one tear coming out of my right eye <laughs> in the corner. Very nice. I wiped it away and my wife said, what are you, what's wrong? I said, I just got the nicest message I've ever gotten in my life from some dude that I've never met on a voicemail that's not my real number. Isn't that sad? <laughs> <laughs> but because we want to keep bringing that sunshine into all of your lives, we are changing what we're doing for at least one week. All right, we want to be there for you. We want to help you through this hard Nick's life more than ever. A little extra sunshine, Barry, right? Yes. Starting this week, big news. Jay, can I get a drum roll here? Drum roll. Yeah, we're going to wake Jay up here because he's sleeping here. over okay, there. Okay, hold on. I hope the news is worth a drum roll. It's not really worth a drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> Starting this week. You're not going to get one It's a Hard Next Life podcast. You're getting fucking two. They're going to be shorter because we're we're lazier than the other shows. Or no, we actually have we have jobs, right? Here's Barry being you're being totally quiet. No, but it, it's not, it's not just about laziness. It's also by <laughs> choice. We want to give quality content and we want to make somebody, you know, be able to absorb it, you know, in a decent amount of time. You don't want to sit there and listen to an hour and a half podcast twice a week. That's a little much. Yes, that's the deal. This podcast you're listening to right now, it might be a little shorter than you're used to, but that's because just a few days from now, you'll get another one. And for at least the next couple of weeks, you can expect two a week. And we'll see how it goes. Guys, the Super Bowl is this weekend. If you're looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is an online casino that never closes. So head to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Barry, real quick, just give everybody the Super Bowl bet 
that you place that they should bet on too. Tampa Bay getting three. You know, Kansas City's great, but how do you, how do you go against Tom Brady? Uh, he, I figure he'll keep it close at least. So getting three points, I like that bet. Well, Knicks just came off a, a win. 107 to 103 against Chicago. It's their first win in three games. RJ Barrett had 17.7 boards. Julius Randle, another huge game. Potential all-star this year, 27 points, six rebounds, six assists. Those two guys continue to play really well. But the star of the show, on a night where some of us, I mean, many of us thought that maybe it was going to be Emmanuel Quickly's first start. I know Jay's been holding on to a Twitter post uh, and, yeah. and Photoshop. I'm just waiting. He's waiting. It's killing him. He's been dying to post it. I'm telling him, just save it for the actual night it happens. I don't know if it's ever going to happen, Jay, because Alfred Payton, every time that quickly is about to enter the starting lineup, this fucking asshole, Alfred Payton, <laughs> decides to have a decent game. All right, let's not call him an asshole. He helped us get a win. And guys, I want to talk about this game. But there was something about this win that, for me, didn't really feel like we won. Well, I mean, we were up by 16 in the fourth and then, you know, the eking out a win, it was, that was a nail biter. And they led from the beginning to the very end. I think literally from the time it was what, four to two, two nothing was the last time they trailed. And then it just got so close. And I know a lot of people hated watching Alfred score buckets, but I enjoyed it. I mean, come on, I'm, I'm rooting for the Knicks here. Alfred had a great first half. He was getting to lane. He was hitting those shots like he does. And he wasn't taking them from the outside. He was going to his strength, which was getting down the lane. I was fine with that. All right. So in this game, Emmanuel quickly, he got, you know, the guy that has been tearing it up, has had a great stretch of games. He played 13 minutes. All right. He had nine points, one assist, 13 minutes. Obi Toppin continued to play his limited minutes. He had five points in 10 minutes. The starters came out playing really well. They ended up getting a vast majority of the time in the game, right? Quickly, over the past couple of weeks, his, his playing time has been increasing, has been getting closer to 25 to 30 minutes, while Alfred's been playing horribly and his numbers were starting to drop. But in this game, Alfred Payton got the second most minutes on the team with 35. He did play really well. Did you guys see the reports, though, before the game? Wasn't it Jonathan Macri who said that that he heard? Who said that Thibodeau was giving a cent. Barry Schrecht is shaking his head no. Because there was a, somebody created a fake account. That was yeah. a fake account? Yes, yeah, they, it, didn't, it yeah. didn't have the C. Right, right. It was, it's a Jay <laughs> Macri instead of Jason Macri, but they copied his fucking Twitter picture, yeah, his fucking um, cover picture. Yeah. Oh, I was so busy that day and I saw that post and I just, I don't know, why yeah, would I no, not think not that real. was real? It's very easy to fake a fucking account when it's not verified. Yeah, did you see Holy that shit. that fuck who some fuck put uh that Nick's PR as his Nick's as his oh, name to tweet some something fuck. out. <laughs> Thank you. Some motherfucking fuck? Yeah. Barry motherfucking D. Oh, that was Barry? Yeah. What was that tweet about Frank? Well, yeah, it was about Frank that he's available to play, but Tom Thibodeau refuses to play him regardless of the game situation. I'm so hard on Frank. So here's what bothers me. This is what bothers like it's great that Alfred had a great had a great game. Because he has a great game like every 15 games. Okay. What bothers me is that because he had a good game, it meant that a budding rising star on the team, one of the most valuable guys, he's become one of the most valuable players on this team. He's probably one of the most valuable players in the NBA. Quick Emmanuel you, when, Quickly? Emmanuel Quickly when you consider how young he is. So I listen, if Thibodeau if Thibodeau Thibodeau doesn't want to start Emmanuel Quickly, fine. But how do you give him 13 minutes in that game? How do you give him 13 fucking minutes in that game? 
That I don't have an answer for you. Just because Alfred Payton is playing decently. That's what bothers me. It's not even just Alfred getting that playing time. Let him take playing time away from someone else. I don't care who else. How do you get 13 minutes for Emmanuel quickly? He's been one of the best players on the team. And that's why, even though I'm not going to give Thibodeau a hard time about when, whenever he's ready to start, Emmanuel, fine. All right, but that's why I don't like that Emmanuel isn't starting, is because every night, Alfred because he's starting, is guaranteed a certain number of minutes. And he's basically given the benefit of the doubt. He can either, he, if he comes out on fire, Alfred, he's going to play a lot more minutes than Emmanuel. If he comes out flat, he's going to play a lot more minutes than Emmanuel anyway, just because he's starting. He might not finish the game. He's going to play at least the same amount of minutes. What, Emmanuel can only come in and play if Alfred's not playing well? He should get the minutes regardless of how Alfred's playing. That's my point. Look at the two players' numbers over the past, like, few weeks. While quickly has eight good games, Alfred has two. Dude, look at them on the season. It's crazy. Like like you mentioned, you know, Alfred's getting a lot more minutes. He's averaging over 28 minutes a game where IQ is averaging 19. And yet IQ is still averaging more points per game than Alfred. 12.4 versus Alfred's 11.7. And even though Alfred is playing 10 more minutes a game, he only has one more assist per game than IQ. IQ's numbers are so much better than Alfred's, and we know he's a hell of a much better shooter as well. So not only should he be getting more minutes than Peyton, you're right, he should be starting as well. And Alfred had a great game, right? But that's because he got the minutes. He he scored 20 points in 35 minutes. Emmanuel was actually had was better was better in that game over his 13 minutes. He scored nine points in 13. Well, have you I mean if you look at his per 36 numbers, I mean they're they're insane. He's averaging like, you know, 23 points a game per per 36. I mean, he's, yeah. he played 13 minutes and scored nine points. Yeah, Alfred's per right. 36 numbers are 14.9. He's got almost 10 points more. When you compare their last game against Chicago, if they play the same amount of minutes, Emmanuel would have had a better game. But Alfred had a better game because he's just getting the fucking minutes because he starts. And on top of that, even though quickly he's been getting less minutes every game, every single game quickly's coming up with better numbers than Peyton, regardless of the minutes. And now Peyton's going to earn more starts, more playing time because of this one fucking game. And Emmanuel should be earning it. He should be getting it every single night of the week, regardless, no matter what. Quickly has so many more dimensions to his game than Alfred. And Alfred, you know, we, we, we mentioned it last week. His assist numbers are way down than they had been. And yet you're playing with uh, Julius Randle is having a career year. RJ Barrett, who's playing amazing. And yet your assist numbers are down, bro? It's weak. It's really weak. He hasn't had a game with more than five assists since January 6th, Alfred Payton. All right, since January 6th, Emmanuel quickly has had two games with over five assists. Yeah, no, his assist numbers aren't great either. But then again, I mean, look who IQ is usually on the court with, that second unit where there's no score. And look at how many minutes he gets. Yeah. In the first game against Chicago, Emmanuel quickly played 30 minutes. He had 16 points, seven assists six rebounds. Probably his best all-around game when it comes to scoring and assist numbers and rebounds, obviously. And then he follows that up with 13 fucking minutes. That's really what bothers me. And and on Twitter, there were, there were some pretty big accounts saying, like, it's funny how quiet Nick's Twitter is right now just because Alfred Payton is doing well. And then Tommy D, who I like on Twitter pretty much, said, yeah, Knicks fans always need a punching bag. I'll never understand why they hate Alfred Payton. Look, I'll root for Alfred to do good. I mean, it's not about yeah, that. Absolutely. And I mean, we clearly have only two point guards on this team, you know, between between these two guys. Everybody else is kind of being, you know, can be shuffled around. But my my biggest beef with Thibodeau isn't even 
the starting lineup. I can get over that for now. But his short leash and the fact that he has his starting five and his backup five and it's just tight, strict 10-man rotation, and he's admitted it. He plays 10 guys. Anybody else on the team is just there staying ready. Their time will come because inevitably somebody will get hurt, somebody's going to need off, and they need to be ready to play. But he admitted he's sticking to his 10-man rotation. I love Thibodeau. I love this coaching staff. If I was giving them a report card, he'd have straight A's, except in this one category of these rotations, because I don't like him pigeonholing this team into that. And not you know, you've got other players that are ready to come in on the bench and that I am confident in enough that will perform equal to or better than who he's playing, like Austin Rivers, like Reggie Bullock, like Alec Burks. These are guys that can be substituted for our younger guys who have had good seasons in the limited time that they have played this year, like Knox and Nilakina. That's what's most frustrating to me. I think Obi needs to get more minutes. Like, I don't know where he gets them from. It's not, I know it's not easy. And I, it, bog, it does bug me that Knox has totally fallen out of the rotation right now. Because he, he has been cold as ice, but there's other players that are very cold out there that are getting, are getting playing time. As far as Obi getting more minutes, there, there are times that you can put him out there, even next to Randall. We saw it very little bit in the preseason. And obviously you want Mitchell Robinson out there and you want somebody in the center to be a fallback guy when their defense does break down. You got that last, you know, line of defense at the rim. But there are so many teams that are playing small that there will be opportunities that you can play Obi and Randall as your big two guys. And it's not really going to put you at a huge disadvantage, you know, against those smaller lineups that you're facing. You could play a little bit of small ball. And that's, I mean, one way that you're going to get Obi some more minutes. Listen, just, you just have to get him a little more, a few more minutes. <laughs> it's just hard to watch him getting 10 a game, five in each half. What do you really expect the kid to do out there? It's especially when, you know, a lot of the talk was about his age and him being more polished than most of the other people coming out because of his age. And yet here he is and he's getting no playing time. Well, we all thought that coming to the season, but let's face it, it that's not the case. All right. And he Dude, was injured to start the season. There were debates going into the season like, well, you know, Randall's getting paid too much money to come off the bench. It's you unbelievable. Know? It's not yeah. going to happen. It's it, yeah, crazy. The, the way he turned around, you know, his play is incredible. It's not a, it's not a debate anymore. It's, he shut everybody up. You know, the the strongest Randall haters have become his biggest fans. The strong, I mean, yeah, everyone was, a, everyone was a Randall hater and now they're not. And yeah. But that's no, he's obviously the other problem is that Randall's getting 38 minutes a game and deservedly so. So there are limited minutes for Obi, but just instead of giving him 10 minutes, get him like 15 or 16 minutes a game. Let him play eight minutes and a half. Yeah, I just never think he's going to get into the flow of things. He's never going to you know, get his feet wet in the NBA with such limited minutes. He's starting, to me, he's starting to look a little more comfortable, but we barely see him out there. And but that's part of the problem by Thibodeau sticking with this second unit that's so strict. F- have some fluidity to it, you know, and and sprinkle in, you know, a couple other guys. Off the, look, I'm, I'm not going to tell Tibbs how to coach, okay? <laughs> Again, he's done wonders with this team. The fact that the Knicks are 10 and 13 with this trash roster that they have the, the this lack of talent that they have up and down the lineup seriously that that he's squeezing this out of them I mean kudos to the coaching staff so I mean I, I hate even saying any negative thing about him but come on everybody can take a little bit of criticism 
No, they're playing like they're playing pretty well. I'm excited. They're ten and thirteen. Yeah, I always I do sometimes question: Are we allowed to criticize Thibodeau? Right. He's by far the best coach we've had in a long time. He's a great coach. Sometimes I feel like nobody wants to criticize him. But that yeah, that's the one criticism you can make. He's got them playing beyond their t- abilities right now. But I'd rather see them like I'd rather see them at eight and fifteen and be developing these players more, getting them more minutes on the court. I'm excited by every win, but not at a complete I don't wanna like I don't wanna see wins when our young when our lottery picks are getting ten minutes a game. And I think we can still win these games by getting those guys more minutes. Look, I'm not that worried about quickly. He is, you know, a staple on this team. And um, you know, even Alan Hahn, who's been, you know, critical of a lot of things, um, but you know, he's got a good you know, I, my opinion, he's got a good pulse on this team. He said it's inevitable. Quickly will become the starter on this team. Like next season, maybe. <laughs> no, he said this season. And I don't be- I don't believe it. You don't think it's going to happen? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if they, I don't know if Again, it's like you happen, said, if Peyton Barry. every 10 to 15 games is putting one of these games together, but quickly continues to shine like he is, I think he'll move in. The problem is going to be, where's the shooting going to come from if Thibodeau doesn't change around that second group? There's there's no shooting. At least you know at least quickly can hit a can hit a deep shot. You know Alec Burks. You know as good as he was at the start of the season, he's been inconsistent. His points numbers are way down. It's unbelievable. Twenty three games into the season, we got Frank, DSJ, and Knox all in the doghouse. Zero. <laughs> Zero. All in the doghouse. You know it's great that Thibodeau is getting. Let's not forget it's great he's getting huge minutes for RJ and RJ's playing really well. Right. Mitch is getting huge minutes and quickly is getting decent minutes. And these are three really young guys on the team. And that's that's awesome. So they've been a big part of us winning. And that's a huge positive. All three of those guys are playing great. But on the other end of the spectrum, you've got three former lottery picks that are, are as good as gone almost. DSJ is going to the G League by his own request. Knox isn't good enough to crack the rotation right now. And Frank's had mystery injuries all year, and I'm convinced that he's just going to get be dealt. For what? I, I'm 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 just, I'm just praying that one of these games, all of a sudden, Frank is going to replace Rivers in these games. Rivers is going to move to the bench, and Frank's going to become that player. Guys, Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company is changing the Crumb Cake game. What's wrong, Jay? Nothing. I'm ready for that ad. I want to talk. Oh. Introducing the February crumb cake of the month, the cookies and cream crumb cake. Jay, listen to this. You ready? I'm, I'm Do you ready. have a napkin nearby or what? No, I'm looking at a picture of it. Do you have like sexy music you could play right now? <laughs> it starts with a moist and delicious chocolate cake made with only the finest ingredients like fresh buttermilk, mm. real Belgian chocolate. Mmm. And then, Jay, they add a layer of homemade crema. It says C-R-E-M-E. That's crema, right? Yeah. Or crema. Yes, it is. And a mountain of plump crumbs. Yeah. Not just regular crumbs. Plump ones. Think about that. Plump crumbs made from real Oreo cookies. This is a sexy ad. Picture plump in your mind. Two of the three of us right now have just already jizzed in our pants from that. You cremed in your pants. I, I am ordering this one. 
I am too. It looks absolutely fantastic. From holiday gift boxes to their world-famous crumpkins. Go to ClarksonAveCrumb.com. Use promo code HARDNEXTLIFE for 23% off your order. Let's listen to some voicemails, guys. Oh, okay. What's up, fellas? This is Dean Ham from Hollis, Queens. Run DMC country. Love the show. Um, Want to give a few takes, and I'll try to make it quick. You guys are the show that brings nothing but sunshine into my life and solves all of my problems. Yeah. Um, anyway, I love the show. A um, couple things. One, I think the team is going, starting off in a great direction. Uh, looking at the schedule before the season, I would not have been surprised if we started off 3-15. and 15. Two, I am hoping that Mitchell Robinson's mystery tweet about letting them play was directed towards the refs and not the coach, like some kind of prima donna and shit. Uh, Craig, Jamal Murray, Tim Hardaway, uh, Jamal Murray punched him in the nuts. I also do not know what the fine is for ball tickling. I usually pay for that pleasure. Barry, your choking incident will be forever connected with Ian Bagley and the chips. That has to go down moving forward. And I love all you guys, but I got to say, Blandy fucking rocks. The guy, the, guy, the guy does impressions. The guy does imitations. He sings, he dances, he acts. He's like fucking White Wayne Brady and shit. Anyway, you guys rule. Love the show. Thanks. Keep it up. When the fuck have you sung and danced dance Listen, on the show? I all I have to say is this. <laughs> and I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. The white Wayne I mean, Brady. Jay was fucking glowing at the end of that the voice white now. Wayne Brady. Don't you I feel don't a little like you're cheating everyone a little bit because half of what he said isn't accurate at all? Or? Listen... A lot of what he said is accurate. A lot of it isn't, though. <laughs> but a lot of it is. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of I mean, it is. <laughs> listen, you know? Speaking of Barry's choking incident, Ian Begley's back. Yes. The motherfucker can't ask a question. This is after the, uh, the Chicago... <laughs> oh, 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 fuck. Sorry, guys. That was me. Fucking uh, <laughs> bad tickle in my throat, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell what's the real Barry anymore and what's the old, the fake Barry. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, this was after the Chicago, this was the Chicago post game just the other <laughs> night. And this one's, this one's great because, because right out of the gate, right out of the gate, you know, it's going to come. Oh yeah. You can hear the struggle in Ian Bagley's voice. <laughs> Ian, Ian Bagley, SNY. I swear every time the girl says Ian Bagley or Begley or Bagley or however she says it, you could you could tell that she knows this is the like Ian Begley. Here we go again. S N Y. You can tell she knows that this is going to be interesting. Ian Ian Begley S N Y. You always get the dramatic pause as Ian's brushing away the potato chips from his mouth or whatever's going on, right? So you get the the nice dramatic pause. Ian Ian Begley S N Y. Yeah, Alfred. Um. <laughs> Already f- shit caught in his throat. It's apparent half a word in. Yeah, Alfred, uh, Tom mentioned defending the line. Was that, a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, was that a, an adjustment, <laughs> a big adjustment? Yeah, I in some water. Tom mentioned uh, uh, defending the line. It's like that cough. You feel it creeping up, creeping up. 
it's sort of like he was trying to get it out as he was like ejaculating. Yeah, Alfred, uh, Tom mentioned defending the line. Was that? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's crossing the line. Okay, Blaney. sorry. I apologize. Here we got Brandon. Hey, what's good, Craig, Barry, Blandy? What's going on? It's Brandon over here in Georgia, the GA. Hey, man, I just wanted to check in with you guys. I listened to the pod. Loved it. Loved it. Um, loved the fact that you had Nick Germany represent. A shout out to them. I uh, was wondering if you guys would ever be interested in doing like a like another collaboration with like, I don't know, Nick Fan TV with CP or, um, you know, uh, Pod Strickland, Schwinnie Poo. Uh, James Marcita, I don't know if you guys ever had that, you know, come across, but I really love the collaboration on the pod. I uh, just want to give you guys a quick shout out. Um, also, buy the merch, love the t-shirt, love the stickers. All right, talk to you guys. Brand is getting bored of us, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We've done it in the past. We've been with uh, Macri and JB of Nick's Film School. Uh, did we, we had CP on, didn't we? Him and James? No, we never did. No? We've talked to him a lot about doing uh. that. Every time we see him, we say we're going to do that. You know, obviously, Brandon, one of our biggest listeners, he, I know he's bought the merch. Big fan. I've sent him stickers. It's not enough, the three of us. It's just not enough for Brandon. <laughs> we we have done crossovers. We've done two-part crossovers with people. We've been on other people's podcasts. I've never done anything, aside from having one wild fucking yeah. night, John's, with Schwinnie Poo in the group. I haven't done anything with Schwinnie. Sure, how we would all mix together if we did a podcast with Schwinn. I think Schwinn would fit right in. I think that might be. It would just go totally off the rails, though. I don't. <laughs> I don't even know if we talk Knicks. <laughs> I want to do. If we ever do a podcast with Schwinny Poo, I want to do it like in person and all be shit faced. That's what I want to do. So if anyone knows Schwinn or if Schwinny's ever listening, when COVID's over, I'm down for doing a a Schwinn podcast from Barry's house. With a lot of alcohol and other things. Right, Barry? Sure. Hey, fellas, it's DB. I'm not walking my shit-faced dog, <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to be panting like I'm, uh, you know, doing the nasty. So, uh, some good Knicks wins there, some bad Knicks losses, but, uh, you know, I got two things. Uh, number one, I don't want to hear any more about this who's starting, Alfred Payton, or quickly. Uh, as long as quickly gets his minutes, no one's standing in his way. I'm happy. Uh, you know, Tibbs is setting him up to succeed. These are good things. So uh, I don't really want to hear about it anymore. I will say, though, that Alfred Payton, I don't like his attitude. He's always moping. His energy is so low. The other night when he played well, Clyde was interviewing him, and he was getting him the cold shoulder, disrespecting a legend. I do not like his energy. I don't think he's good for the team in general. Uh, number two, Mitchell Robinson. I don't want to hear about him shooting threes anymore. Unless he can shoot a different kind of three. A three-footer. Shoot a three-footer before you shoot a three-pointer. That's what I have to say about that. The other thing, his ceiling is not Anthony Davis. His ceiling is Marcus Camby. If he can be like Marcus Camby, shoot a 10-footer, shoot a 15-footer, and cut to the basket and play good D, that's what we need. All right, so shoot a three-footer. Let's start with that before you start going behind the arc. Thanks, guys. Peace. How can you argue with any of that? No, you can't. It's can't. on point. I totally agree with Alfred Payton. I thought the same thing when I was watching him while Ian Begley was choking. I thought the same thing while Walt Frazier was asking him questions after the game. The dude's energy level sucks. He was all slouched back when Ian Begley was talking to him and everyone was talking to him. In, in the postgame, he's giving one-word answers. His energy in those 
interview sessions match the energy of his on the court for most of the time, except for games where he's playing well. His energy level on the court sucks. And then you watch guys like Emmanuel and Obi. They have energy on the court, off the court. That's why I want to fucking see playing. Don't need this shit. Alfred's not part of the future. Is he part of the future, Barry? Hell no. Hell no. Please no. All right, guys. You all hear that music? It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper. You got two minutes, Blandy. Two minutes? (laughs) We're going back to this? We're timed again? New show, new format. Okay. I'm just going to get right into it then. Um... I love you. you get right into it by telling us all about how you get right into it. I'm getting every right into it. So, time. so you know, you know what? I mean, <laughs> every mouth, fucking time. Guy. Shut your mouth. Uh, let's get right into it, Blandy. Let's go. Uh, Bleacher Report um, is reporting that the Knicks actually still have interest in Victor Aladipo. Apparently, the Rockets are not uh, tied to holding on to him. Uh, Bleacher Report is also reporting that the Knicks could be on the lookout for Terry Rozier or Devontae Graham of the Hornets as well. So I don't know if either of you heard any of that. No? Yes, no? All right, cool. Um, uh, Julius Randle, if you notice, is number eight on the first front court all-star game list that was released, I believe, today. Number eight in the East. Yeah, he's not going to get voted in. Well, no, we know he's not going to uh, win uh, a starting job, but you know, at least he's being recognized. Speaking of the All-Star game, it is going to be March 7th in Atlanta, moved from Indianapolis. It will be one night. There are the possibility, or there is the possibility, that there will be other competitions that night, uh, but that has not yet been decided. Not everyone is on board with this. I don't know if you saw De'Aaron Fox, yeah. uh, Fox said today that, he just thinks the whole idea is stupid. And I, I know you were tweeting about this, Craig. That you know, oh, yeah, let's, I th- I think let's it's take the all the best players ever. and put them in one spot at the same time. You're going to bring the best players in the NBA all to Atlanta, where they got the best wings. chicken wings slash strip club in the entire Damn NBA. Straight. They're going to all be fucking getting the same lap dances from the same people, and they're all going to walk away with COVID after whole season is going to be canceled. You got a representative from like every fucking team going together for one game. They're playing back-to-back games in the same city to try and keep like exposure to teams and, and travel limited. And they're going to get together for the All-Star game? The best players? And possibly have skills competition. If they do stuff. that, I'm convinced that the best players in the NBA already have the COVID shots. Because I think it's the dumbest thing ever if they don't. Speaking of COVID, zero people tested positive in the latest round of testing for the NBA. Nobody. It's pretty Which impressive. Is good. So, so that's a big deal. A couple of quick, like, just uh, transactional things. February 6th is the first day that free agents can be traded. Those that were signed in the offseason, I believe there's 89 players that will then be available on the trade market. Um, and on the, the, uh, the 27th of February is when all non-guaranteed contracts become guaranteed. So if you want to get rid of anybody, you got to cut them by the 24th so it doesn't count against the cap. And then last thing, LeBron and courtside Karen. Did you guys see this? <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, Jay is like trying to rush through this news because I'm giving him hand signals yeah, to speed he's up. He's giving me like hand signals and I'm stuff. I'm just trying to fuck with you. I just want to see what I just, happens. I mean, I'm just trying to do my job. <laughs> he's like, so, and courtside Carol LeBron. Thank you. That's that's the way the basketball bounces. So if you, if you all saw what happened with uh, LeBron and the lady that oh, he- Quite he, entertaining. Uh, called yeah. courtside Karen. Yeah, he got into an altercation- uh, with this woman and her husband. She looks like she's like 25. Her husband looks like he's like 30 years older than her. 
So I'm minding my own business and Chris has been a Hawks fan forever. He's been watching the games for 10 years, whatever. He has this issue with LeBron. All of a sudden, LeBron says something to my husband and I, and I see this and I go, I stand up and go, don't fucking talk to my husband. And he looks at me and he goes, sit the fuck down, bitch. And I go, don't fucking call me a bitch. You sit the fuck, get the fuck out of here. And I go, don't fucking talk to my husband like that. Don't talk to my husband. And he literally was like, fuck you, bitch. Sit down, bitch. And all of a sudden, now I'm getting kicked out. Excuse me, I have courtside seats that I pay for. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you, LeBron. You're a fucking pussy. Get the fuck out of here. You're going to let a 25-year-old girl intimidate you during a game? Bye, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I truly cannot fathom. She's so, now apologized for that. Listen, I'm a big, I'm a, you guys know I'm a big fan of saying, fuck you, LeBron. You hate LeBron. I hate LeBron, but fuck this yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the tape does not back woman. it up. The, the tape does not back up what she said at all, which is why she had to walk everything back. Apparently, like, he, he called her husband, like, an old steroid head or something like that. And then he said, call him, like, a ranky something. I think he ranky. called her a ranky ass. <laughs> and then he called her courtside Karen. Bitch. I don't know if he said ranky ass bitch, but he called her, oh no, her rank, a ranky ass. But like, he definitely didn't say fuck you bitch or any of that stuff like she claims that he did, so. Her in this video, if she's doing any of that courtside right, exactly. to LeBron, like, could you imagine? No. And the, and the, the stadium's like so quiet, you know, because there's no fans in there. <laughs> or very little fans in Atlanta. I have courtside seats for the past 10 years, okay? Yeah, I mean- <laughs> <laughs> old steroid ass and ranky she, yeah, ass. Yes, old steroid ass. I think that's what he called him. If you look at her, she's another one of the. She looks like she, if she's twenty five, she looks like she's had so much plastic surgery done. It's ridiculous. But yeah, so she she put out a statement today saying that she used offensive language when she could have taken the high road. Yes, and so she took full responsibility. But this is all because everybody was trashing her on on online on Instagram and and Twitter. And then last but not least, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to the Mavericks. Oh. What is it? Whoa. I just looked at the score. No, I just looked at the Mavs score. I wanted to get a sneak oh. peek at the Mavs and? score. And? <laughs> they played Golden yeah. State. And what's the fucking score, Barry? Well, there's there's uh, like 51 seconds left in the game, but uh, it's Warriors 146, Mavs 114. Oh, there you go. The Mavs continue to lose most of their games, which is fucking perfect. They're like two and eight in their last ten. Mavs are eight and fourteen, and the Knicks are ten and thirteen. Who would have thought at the time the KP trade went down that we would be sitting with a better record than them? And that was just what three? Wait, no, th a couple of days ago was what the three-year anniversary of his knee injury, right? The initial one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And look at look at where we are here. They are the worst team from three. He's shooting thirty percent from three. Uh, Luca is below thirty percent from three, and they're just—they are not doing well, which is just great for us. And KP, rumor has it, he's fucking Luca's mom. What? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Is see that, that true? <laughs> not at all. That's why you can see the tension Sorry. on the court. Yeah, that explains it. Interesting. That's the way the basketball bounces. Can you do like a nice little fade out on the bouncing ball? If you want me to, I can. You used to do that. Well, I think. that's I used a different ball and it it slowly bounced out. But oh, that was nicer. You this, told me one to, this one's a out. Spalding. You told me to change right. it. The other one was a Wilson. <laughs> okay. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hard life at gmail.com. Do you have any Twitter questions? You can follow. 
You know, you know, Craig. The problem no. with this thirty-minute show is I feel like right, we're right, we're getting onto our groove right now, and the show is coming to an end. Uh, sorry, yo, we're trying this out for a fucking week, guys. If it doesn't work, if y'all don't like it, if you just want to hear us once a week for an hour, fine. We're gonna try to give you shorter shows twice a week, and like tonight, you're gonna get a fucking bonus because it's kind of like the same no, length show. Not. Which no, you got your work cut out for you. You gotta you gotta trim trim some fat. Do I have here. a lot to trim out? Nobody's yeah. gonna know about. All right. Well, you can follow no, me so on Twitter. You're Twi- going to have to if you want to keep it to 30. No, I'm not. And I'm, I don't. I, no, it's just. I'm not. No, I don't. Okay. That's not my that's goal. Not my goal works. is for us to record a 30 minute show. Oh. I don't care if I cut it down to 30. That means that's not going <laughs> to. I'm going to spend more time making it a 30 minute show. Right. <laughs> that defeats the purpose. Uh, what stupid fuckers, socking fuckers we would be if we actually did that. Oh, socking fuckers. <laughs> Well, all right. You can follow me at on Twitter at Harness Life. You can follow Barry at Barry Dwork. You can follow Jay at Blandy Hooper. And remember, you can call us at 516-33-MESH1. That's 516-336-3741. If you love our show, wherever you listen, leave us a five-star rating and or positive review. You can get our merch at hardnickslife.threadless.com. And Jay, why don't you give us the games coming up? On Super Bowl weekend. By the way, Barry, we're supposed to record the next one of these short podcasts on Sunday, but no, Barry wants to watch the fucking Super Bowl. Well, I want to watch the Super Bowl too. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird thing that I want to watch the fucking Super Bowl. What a weird fucking person Barry is. Everyone's like, yeah, Craig, you're the fucking weird one. Yeah, yeah. Craig's like, I never watched the Super Bowl. Yeah, that doesn't what? make any sense. It's a fucking American pastime, dude. <laughs> I don't watch that shit. Saturday versus Portland, then Sunday versus Miami. They play every Saturday, Sunday this month. Will quickly be the starter before our next show? No. No. He will not be the starter by the end of this week coming up. Tibbs is so stubborn, he may wait till after All-Star break. He just likes the way he runs with that second team. That's what it is. The only positive thing is, you know, quickly gets to go off for, you know, some points. With that unit, because there's really no. All right, guys, did we not talk about this enough? Jesus, motherfucker, we're done. Sorry. All right, guys, until next time, (laughs) it is a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.